a schooner. <laughs> you dumb bastard. It's not a schooner, it's a sailboat. A schooner is a sailboat, stupid head. You know what? There is no Easter Bunny! Over there, that's just a guy in a suit! Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan. Joining me in the studio today, Mike Volby. I'm pissed today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick it right Let's off. Let's kick it right off. Right off. It's, it's been shitty. I It's been a long week. I, I got an infection. I had to go to the doctor. I have no insurance. So not of course, an ass infection, I hope. Not an ass infection. Oh, no, good. just a, an infection um, required antibiotics. Oh, okay. So I went to the doctor. I walk in. Like 95 bucks to be looked at. Of course, you, of course it is. And then uh, 95 bucks to be looked at? Just to be looked at. And that's at the walk-in, not the emergency room. Oofa. So imagine what the emergency room would be like. I know, right? I'm like, all right. So then I get looked at, and of course, it's like, I called her hot doc. Of course. It's like- You actually called her that? No, in my brain. That's how I referred to her to (laughs) like Ashley and other people. I was like, you should have seen this chick. Wow. Uh, Of course. So she comes in and like had to be fresh out of medical school. This girl looks like she's 20. She's probably- I don't know what's medical, 27, 28, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Maybe 30. Maybe. So she's like, Yeah, you got infections. We're going to uh, speed up the process by giving you a shot of antibiotic. So I'm thinking the arm, no, the ass, of course. So she's like, Turn around. Why does everything you do involve because, your ass? Because it had to be intramuscular. So she shot it into my butt. And, okay. You know, and then she's like, Here's prescriptions for antibiotics. They were like, 45 bucks she just wanted to see your butt that's what i was thinking i was like well since you played with mine do i have to play with yours there's plenty of places <laughs> you can get a shot you don't need to necessarily speed it up with antibiotics how bad was it well i mean i yeah pretty bad oh. everybody is everybody is sick i've got germs all over me oh, but, oh uh, welcome yeah hi <laughs> uh but it was like a $65 shot and then $40 for prescriptions. I hate taking antibiotics so they wreck your body. Yeah. So I'm on antibiotics, probiotics. She's like, take Motrin, you know, ibuprofen in case you have a fever. I'm like, you told me to turn around and put my pants down. Isn't this how movies start? Right. Like I was right. like, waiting for it. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I was like, because this would be a story for the show. Right. It's just been a really shitty week. Uh, and then I get, I get to the gym today. And I'm already like just stressed out. And I get in there and I'm like, I'm going to have a good workout. I got an hour before I get to leave to get to Rob's. I'm going to work out. I go into the brand new weight room that we built. Some motherfucker tore a hole in the floor. Because the people in my gym apparently have the liberty to move equipment as they see fit. Yeah. So this is, I'm not talking like you moved a bench. This is the inclined stationary bench with a bar attached to it. Yeah, this thing's huge. His weight's all over it. You don't move this thing. No. Some guy decided he didn't like how close it was to the wall, so he's going to drag it out, probably with the weights on it. The footing of the thing caught the rubber floor, tore a a hole probably about six inches by four inches. The the, the broken flooring is still there. Mm -hmm. Like, it can be fixed. What blows my mind and pisses me off is that in all the years that I have been in a gym, I have never seen anybody take liberties like the members of my gym. Oh, yeah. Like, they literally just walk around. Yeah, like, but you also don't see, like, every moment of every day. Like, you're not as looking at as critically at other gyms as you are as, at yours. Well, I used to work at gyms and stuff. Yeah. People never were moving. Stationary machines weren't being moved. Yep. Things are just getting – I mean, there just there's been, like, this increasing lack of respect towards things. Things are getting broken. People are just throwing shit around. I'm mm. like, what the fuck is going on around here? It's driving me nuts. Maybe there needs to be some sort of like penalty policy where I don't if you now there's well, there's signs up and, everywhere. Yeah, now there's a sign up. I like it's embarrassing that I have members that are this fucking stupid. I have <laughs> to put a sign up that says "Don't move the gym equipment." Right? Like, really? Right? How, right. Oh, like this is common sense. Mm. You know, well, it's got to be a color coded system where like all the. All the little benches that are okay to move around are left normal, but then like all the bigger things have like a red dot on the I side. I have to go sticky note everything. Yeah, exactly. 
I don't know. I, I thought it was common sense that you don't do that kind of thing. I guess not. Or people will move equipment from one end of the gym literally to the other end and yeah. leave it. I'm like, what are you doing? People have very know. different definitions of the word common. I think. So well, that's the problem. It's common not sense common. is actually more rare, or what we consider to be common sense mm. is probably more rare than common. I'm just so sick of it. Yeah. It's really frustrating me. I'm like, I'm just going to add a charge to the memberships for like, I don't know, a disrespectful charge. Right. Everybody pays two bucks. Be like, as a result of this month, because of uh, members that are just making bad decisions, we have too much equipment damage and we have to charge another couple bucks on everyone's membership. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking aggravating. Penalty. Flooring's not cheap. No, the no, glue. It's, uh, it's just for, I don't. You know, it's just <laughs> It'll just last the whole show. <laughs> yeah, I just want to like tear. I just and the worst part is nobody owns up to anything. One person since I bought the gym mm-hmm. has broken something and owned up to it. He was a kid on a day pass. He paid ten bucks to use the gym and accidentally hit the wall with the bar and put a hole in the wall. Yeah, and came running up and was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'll pay for it. I'll give you my credit card. Anything. I- I'm so sorry." Wow. Members who are there paying memberships break shit and just walk away. Well, they probably feel uh, entitled to kind of treat things however they want because they're members. I- I'm gonna put signs up that is like, if your name's not Michael Volpe. <laughs> you don't own this. Right. Don't break it. Right. It's just fucking ridiculous. That is stupid. I got to, what I got to do is the cameras that are in there, I have to start Recording. having them record to a cloud system or something because I need to be able to that way you now can hold go people back. Accountable. Yeah. I could see who, like, based on where it is, I could bank it off a mirror and figure out who it was. Right. But this is right. ridiculous. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a smart thing to do then because mm. then you actually have undeniable proof and that person owes you money. Yeah. So little adjustment to the contract and bing, bang, boom. How was your week? <laughs> My week was probably better, I assume. Oh. Uh, but I do have some stuff coming up. You do. Which is even more important. Which is? So uh, people listening to this now, hopefully this week, on this weekend, I will be at Anime Boston. Mm. From which is the weekend of Easter. Yes. I thought that was interesting that there you have the, the conventions going on on Easter Sunday. Second year in a row, apparently. Yeah. I, no, it wasn't. Where, where, I thought we went to or PAX. We did a couple years ago. We went to PAX, PAX on, East, was, on Easter was, Sunday. Yeah. 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 I know. It's weird. It's weird. It's like Easter just gets like, there's oh, fuck that. Well, we were saying like Somebody Anime Boston. This bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Anime Boston, the Japanese don't care about Easter. So they just eat the really rabbit. doesn't matter. But I'll be there April 3rd through 5th uh, cool. taking photos and I'll be Batman on Saturday. South Coast Toy mm-hmm. and Comic Show the following weekend on the Sunday. That's April growing, 12th. isn't it? I think isn't- it is getting a little bigger. It seems like it. Yeah. That's the one that Brandon Webb's always at, right? Yes. Yep. It seems like it's always growing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We were there a few years ago. Where are they ago. holding that? Uh, that is in Fairhaven, Mass, at oh. the Seaport Marina and Inn. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So on Sunday, April 12th, I'll be there moderating a drawing panel with Hasroddus Roger Andrews. Cool. I just heard today that it will be at 2 p.m. Oh. So if people want to check that out, they can. Uh, I will be at the Bangor Comic and Toy Convention in Bangor, Maine. Really? From April 24th to 26th. I'll be moderating several panels with cosplay guest Ree Lavitz. We have a bunch planned mm-hmm. uh, as far as, like, we're going to do a photographer and cosplayer panel to kind of talk about the relationship between photographer and cosplayer. Mm-hmm. We are going to do a Q&A. Uh, I think we're going to do one on how to make cosplays for cheap, stuff like that. That's cool. So, like, three to four panels. That'll be fun. And then I will be at Wizard World Philadelphia from May 8th to 10th. Wow. Either the whole weekend or a day or two. A buddy of mine, the one this that lives in. This guy's traveling the world. <laughs> My friend that lives in Delaware has never been to a comic convention. Oh. So I'm heading back. It's about 45 minutes from his place. Where are they holding this one? Uh, Philadelphia. So I don't. Like convention center? I, something like that, yeah. That's pretty big. But some big names there and stuff, and it'll be cool. Wow. Looking forward to it. There's more and more conventions. Oh, yeah. There's there's one going on anywhere in the country on any given weekend. Mm. If you really wanted to travel all over the place, and some people that are guests do, mm. you could go to one pretty much every weekend. That's cool. Yeah. Someday, someday. All right. Let's do some geek outs. Yeah. Yay! Go ahead, Mike. By recommendation of Miss Anna, yes. I did watch In a World. Yes. Did you watch it? I did. It was good. It is good. I liked it. Yes. Very good movie. Yeah. So. And the fact that the uh, the lead actress mm-hmm. is not only the lead in the movie, but she also wrote it and everything, and multifaceted yeah. talent. It was it was very. I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Like Anna really kind of hyped it up. Like mm-hmm. it's a really good movie, and it was. So it is good. If you got nothing to do on a weeknight before you go to bed or weekend, whatever, just sit down with a 
a bag of popcorn and watch it. Like yeah. it's a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. Um, I also watched uh, a movie called The Burning Plane. Mm-hmm. It w- I don't know if it's on Netflix, but it was on Amazon. So I figured I'd give it a shot. It stars um Charlize Theron. Okay, is that how you say her last name? Yep, Kim Basinger. Okay, and Jennifer Lawrence. Oh wow! Um, and I will give you a synopsis of it as soon as I find the image and. It is. It's a drama. It's a drama with two tiered storyline concerning a mother and a daughter who try to form a bond after the young woman's difficult childhood. So there's kind of two different storylines going on. Okay. And by the end of the movie, you understand how they're intertwined. Okay. I like movies like that. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Uh, uh plenty of uh, boobs. Plenty of nudity. Wasn't expecting it. Did not look into that from before those him. people. Oh yeah. Or, oh really? I Charlize Theron was like. Hey, look at these. Oh, okay. I was like, well, I will. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers. Uh, it was good. It gets like a seven out of 10, most of the ratings. And that's why I give it like three and a half out of five. Yeah. It was yeah, good. Yeah. It was entertaining. It was more than I thought it would be. Today, I actually, I noticed that Netflix has been pumping out tons of original material. Every digital distribution company Even is Amazon like really that. focusing on, like Amazon has a pilot period now every year where mm-hmm. they're showing like, seven or eight new pilot shows and based on people's reviews, watching feedback stuff, they decide which ones to keep and keep running. It's smart. So I've added a few, uh, they did one, uh, the witch trials. Where were those? Salem. Uh, Salem. There's a show called Salem. Right. I haven't watched that yet, but there's like a one full season. It seems like they keep trying different ideas Yeah. and they throw a full season. I'll go, let's see what sticks because like orange is the new black. That stuck. Yeah. They're looking for another one. I feel like they can be more experimental on the digital distribution side, too. Who's Is is the funding for this coming from people paying for Netflix? Because It must be, this yeah. This is, like, phenomenal to yeah. be like, hey, look, well, my sister pays for Netflix. Right, right. <laughs> Thank you for all this new original content. That's I think good it's, stuff. I think it's partly that, but I think it's also partly the studios that are actually building the TV show. So it's, it's a two-tier funding system. It's but, a phenomenal idea. Yeah. Uh, I started watching, I watched the pilot episode of Bloodline, uh, a family of adult siblings that find their secrets and scars are revealed when the black sheep brother returns home. Okay. So they, they make it clear to you here that their, their brother, who's a black sheep, is going to come home mm-hmm. and they're going to kill him. And two, they're going to kill yes, him? Yes, two brothers. They own, it's set in the Florida Keys. That did not get as, oh, that was much more extreme than I thought it would be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they make that clear rate rated in the pilot. Like, Is this just a normal family? Yeah, from what it seems. Oh, okay. So there's something odd. It, the episodes range anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and five. Okay. So it, oh, think wow. There's 13 episodes. I watched episode one. Um, it was a little slow moving because mm-hmm. they're trying to build some character development yeah. so you understand who everybody is. It's set in the Florida Keys. Mm-hmm. The family owns a huge like hotel on the water. Okay. So they have a ton of money. Um, and it, the whole thing is starting with them having this big family function. Mm-hmm. And it's very weird because the, the, the kids who are adults with their own kids. Yeah. Are very weird about the parents and like, you know how mom and dad are, you know what I mean? Huh. Only family sits at this table because, and then the black sheep brother comes back and it's, it's being narrated by one of the brothers. Okay. You can just tell he's just like, I didn't expect this to happen. We did what we had to do. And by the end of the first episode, it, they're showing you like, we're going to kill him. Wow. So it's like two brothers and the sister are going to murder this. Well, my first thought then there is that this is some sort of organized crime family. Could be. I have no idea how it's going to unfold, but at some point in the first season, they they show you what's going to happen by the end of the first episode. They're like foreshadowing it. Sure. So I'm really curious to see why. Like, what did this family do? What is being, what are these secrets? I'm going to give it another couple episodes to see how it unveils, but so far I'm impressed. That's interesting. It's a pretty good show. Yeah. Check it out. Sounds good. This is exciting. You sent me news multiple times. Multiple times. (laughs) First, you were just like, hey, they added Jason Voorhees to Mortal Kombat X. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's X. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool because now I have to buy it. Right, right. Which is, and like, I saw... Like your favorite horror movie yeah, character like, of all this, time. Well, I'm not going to be anybody. I'm just Jason now. <laughs> I'm just slashing people. Yeah. Uh, I like what they're doing. They're grabbing characters and bringing them into I the mean, world. I mean, they did They did have Freddy Krueger in the last Freddy. one. Yeah, yeah. 
why is it maybe they'll reveal that Freddy's in this one too, or he's unlockable. They so do you have Jason Freddy and Jason. Freddy, yeah. Uh, they also announced that Predator is yes. going to be in it, which is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, his the awesome possibilities and fatalities are going to be awesome. Yep. I haven't um, seen gameplay of either yet because I just don't think they've released it. But I'm yeah. very curious to see how, especially someone like Predator, I can see a lot of things already. Mm-hmm. Someone like Jason who moves the way he does. He's slow. Right. I'm wondering what his fighting style is going to be like. It, I, he'll probably be more like a Goro type fighter probably who else in the mortal Kombat universe was kind of like a hulking monster besides? no one really it was they're all it like didn't, ninja yeah it didn't fit the the fighting style but that's why it's so interesting to see how that's going to play out if anything i mean the machete is going to be a big they'll probably arc. have teleporting things for him you know how like scorpion or sub-zero could like yeah or whoever would go into the ground and pop up somewhere yep. they'll probably do stuff like that with him clearly the machete is a big thing <laughs> they should have a teleport where like it, the screen just flashes black and he appears on the other side and goes oh like something oh, that weird would be like so that. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the image of them. They they use they're using the image I think from the most recent movie. Like as far as the, yeah, the yeah. look, it looks really cool. He, he I'm does look cool for that. I'll give the uh since this wasn't the news, so I'll give mm-hmm. the full details so people know. Uh, NetherRealm Studios and Warner Brothers have announced some new fighters joining Mortal Kombat X Friday the Thirteenth, Jason Voorhees, and the Predator. Both will be a part of the game's combat pack, a downloadable content pass that includes the pair along with two other fighters. Tanya and Tremor. The combat pack is included in the collector's edition, the limited edition, and the premium editions of the game, and will be available for purchase separately for $29.99. Mortal Kombat X will be available for PS4 and Xbox One and PC on April 14th, with the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions set to arrive this summer. Very cool. So, they took the idea of Mortal Kombat and made a superhero game out of it. The DC game. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, I don't think just do this and use like crazy random characters like Freddy, Jason, Alien, Predator and just make a fighting game with all these licensing costs. Uh, I think like they're covering, they're covering the, what would be the licensing costs with the DLC price yeah. on this. And then obviously the other versions cost more when you buy them, the premium and the limited and stuff yeah. like that. But if, if they were to do something like that and they could work out reasonable licensing deals, I would think it would be crazy profitable because everyone would be like, yes, yeah. that, that we want people that. People get excited about it being in a Mortal Kombat yeah. game. Let's just make a full game. Just- if people are going to buy it, the licensing isn't too bad, mm. but it's probably not going to be as profitable as if they had all their own characters in it mm-hmm. and money rules everything. True. I just wanted to make note that Netflix has added a lot of stuff. They added, if you haven't seen all the Saw movies, they added like the first four, and they added Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. Which is cool. Did you watch Third Rock? Here and there, not consistently. I used to watch it with my mom. Yeah. Which is going to be weird because I think as I go back and I watch it, I'm going to be like, why did my mother? I just feel like there's going to be moments in the show that I didn't understand Mm -hmm. that now I'd be like, wow, that's embarrassing to sit and watch with my mother. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But there's like six seasons. I didn't realize it ran that long. Yeah. And the biggest star to come out of it. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Which is crazy to think that he was well, that kid with the long hair. and John uh, Lithgow. Well, yeah, but he was pretty big before the show even aired. Like, he was the selling point. Mm. Him and Jane Curtin, who plays the uh, love interest. Yeah. I'm excited to go back and watch that show. I have so much shit I'm watching. Wow. I, you're, you're normally not. No. that's I don't know what's happened, but I'm, <laughs> I just started season five of Californication out yeah. of seven seasons. And, Rob, you got to watch it. Yeah, this. it's good. The characters in it are just awesome. Yeah. It really, it's, it's, uh, I'll totally really, watch it. I love Duchovny. So, just, absolutely. There's so many moments I'm just like laughing out loud on the couch by myself because it's just the connection that some of them have. You're just like, oh my God, I've had that moment with right. a friend or whatever. And, just, and you said it was like a half hour show too, right? They're 29 minute yeah, episodes. That's, that's I mean, great. they move that's great. fast. You can burn through a season in no time. That's awesome. Really, really good show. Yeah. I'm watching that. I got, other things I'm watching, a list of movies I want to watch. Mm-hmm. So, trying to find the time. <laughs> yeah, but it's nice you actually have things. Well, now. I get home now and I don't fall asleep till one o'clock in the morning. So oh, I basically geez. spend ten, like nine or ten o'clock at night until one, just watching stuff. Oof. We should play some video games then. I'm usually up till about midnight or. Oh one. my god, I have the the Tomb Raider game I got for free. Yeah, it was a free download on Xbox. I've got four games on my Xbox that were free. That I just haven't gotten around to playing. Yeah, I'm the same with a lot of PlayStation games, too. And unfortunately, we don't have a compatible system to play with each other online. But soon enough, soon enough. Those are my geek outs, sir. Okay. 
Uh, my first one, I think, is something I've mentioned in the past, but I just wanted to bring it up again and because it's probably been a while, and I'm not sure if people are familiar with it. This is the Paziz app. Paziz? Paziz. P-Z-I-Z-Z. Hmm. It's a very odd word, Paziz. name choice, but I think the three Zs kind of relate to sleep, maybe. Oh. Uh, I used this recently when I had said that I was in Delaware a couple weeks ago for a mm-hmm. weekend, and uh, my my sleep schedule is off a little bit whenever I'm like either going to bed too early or staying up too late or something. Yep. Your schedule gets off. You wake up the next day and you're just a little more out of whack than mm-hmm. normal. Uh, for me, it's extra out of whack because my vertigo starts to kick in when really? I go off a sleep schedule. If I like, if I go a couple hours here or there, sometimes it's not bad. How messed but, up are you when you go when you went to the West Coast? Uh, not too bad, I don't think. No, you, it actually wasn't too bad. You adjusted quickly? I did, and I think the adrenaline of the event kind of kept mm. me going. I was exhausted when I got home, Yeah, but I think the adrenaline of being there in the event was uh, keeping me fine through that. But the Paziz app is a it's a 20-minute self-hypnosis. Did Snoop Dogg make this? It's like, no. I feel like this like a rapper was like, yo, we're going to make a Paziz app. Right, Paziz app. <laughs> no, he's not smart enough to make this one. Oh. Um, or anything, really, that, of quality. Like being on Raw and fast forwarding through that horrible segment. Didn't even see so it. dumb. Uh, but anyway, the Paziz app is it's a twenty minute kind of like self hypnosis, recharge your batteries type thing, huh. and uh, it uses kind of like you have to wear headphones with it because it does use the different channels for different things mm-hmm. to have like sound effects and waves and things like that. And there's someone that talks. Uh, and the nice thing about this compared to a lot of other kind of self hypnosis apps that I've used are that it's never exactly the same each time you play it. Yeah. Like there's smaller chunks that are kind of randomized throughout. So it mm-hmm. does change the order and you don't always hit everyone every single time. But every time I use it, I lay down, put the headphones in, turn it on, starts going. Within a minute or two, I'm do- I'm gone. Totally really? gone. And then the next thing I hear is and open your eyes and rejoin the world and like i'm just like whoa so you do use this for like a nap yeah it and it does it is like a night. recharge like you don't actually sleep hmm. you, you might fall asleep but you go into a trance but I, I think it is more hypnotic trance than sleep because if it was sleep i wouldn't be woken up that easy after 20 minutes huh. so what is, is uh and the app is available on android iphone all that i think so and it's free it's free. It's free. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll have to give it a try. Yeah. I like it a lot. So I did use it when I was in Delaware. I was, it was around like 3.30 ish, 4 o'clock. And I'd I was say like, I tried tonight, but half the matches on the WrestleMania card were putting <laughs> to sleep in a trance anyway. So yeah. We were so, um, so I did use it like when I was feeling really wonky the mm-hmm. next morning. I was like, I just got to go downstairs for 20 minutes and just lay down and do this. And I came back upstairs and they were like, Oh my God, you're like totally awake now. I'm like, yeah, it it's, works. it's a recharge. It's, pretty awesome mm-hmm. so i highly recommend it to people i will link to it in the show notes at thegeekgeneration.com if people want to check that out um the next geek out is a new process that i went through when going to the bank recently oh which was unexpected i was waiting in line for the teller to make a deposit and someone from the bank came up to me and they were like oh just so you know you don't need to use deposit slips anymore i was like what mm. do you use them at your bank still or they have them there yeah but I just stopped using them. Oh, okay. I just walk up and I go, all right, it goes into the business checking. Here's this is the cash total check total. Yeah. I think it would be easier if I gave them a deposit slip. Oh, okay. But I don't. And they don't ask for it. Oh, that's some weird. banks do, though. I was shocked when they said I didn't need it anymore. So the process now is like we have our ATM cards for yeah. the bank. You go up and they have the kind of swipe throughs right at the window. You swipe your ATM card, you put your pin in. And it brings up all your account info for the teller. Yeah. And then you just give them what you want to deposit. Oh, really? That's it. See, I ha- okay. So what I have is a is a little paper card with like oh, okay. my account number on it. There you go. But that works too. Yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. Huh. It saves me a lot of uh, work beforehand. Oh my god, the those filling out those deposit slips was annoying. It is a pain in the butt. Unnecessary time. Mm-hmm. Banks are slow enough. We just speed that process up. Exactly. My next geek out is the Amazon Echo. Oh, I totally forgot to set her up for the oh, show today. Oh, bitch. Totally bitch. forgot. I mean, I don't see her. <laughs> Back downstairs. Oh. That's where it stays normally. Uh, Amazon Echo has been getting upgrades periodically, yeah. like it said it would, and it added a new feature, which is uh, a Bluetooth upgrade that oh. I really liked. So one of the things I normally use it for is listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. but I listen to them through my iPod Touch. So I sync that up with Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. And I hit the play button on my iPod Touch, and it plays through 
the Amazon Echo speaker. Okay. Uh, what sucked about that beforehand is I had to control everything from my touch. Like if I wanted to pause it, if I wanted to fast forward, rewind, stop, play, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. I had to do that all through the touch controls on my device. The the whole benefit of using the Echo is the hands-free yeah. voice activation. Yeah, absolutely. Like Anna was saying last week, she can be cooking, mm-hmm. have her hands full of raw meat. And just say, hey. stop, play, next, <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I wish she was here right now. Yeah. Um, but what they've finally added is the ability to now control my external device mm-hmm. through the voice commands on the Echo. How difficult is that? And how effective? Not at all. It's very effective. Yeah. Yeah, not difficult at all. Like, I can literally say, uh, it, it, it could be playing through, and I can just say, Amazon, stop. Mm-hmm. And it will stop playing on my device. And I can say, Amazon, resume. And mm-hmm. it will continue wherever I left off. I actually the other day uh, had gone downstairs to cook something and I forgot my touch upstairs mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, crap, I wanted to continue listening to the podcast. And then I remembered I have the new voice control. So I just said Amazon resume. Wow. And it started. Well, does it work for phone calls, too? No. Oh, at least not yet. I bet you that feature will be there because you had that in the kitchen. There's no microphone on it, though. Oh wait, no! What, what am I, an idiot? There it's is voice control. There's so, tons of microphones. <laughs> so they're gonna, they've got to be able to add that feature if you're using it on your iPhone or whatever. That'd be a great feature too. Phone it would ring, be a great just feature. answer, and then you don't have to touch the phone. You're right. just. I think that's like <laughs> be even better if like you wanted to hang up on somebody because you're in an argument. And you're and like, they hear me say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazon, hang up. <laughs> Click. <laughs> That'd be a very like angry way to end a conversation. It would, it you would. wanted to hang up on someone. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> it's the new phone slam. Yeah, it <laughs> Amazon, hang up. So very happy with those new features, and they're That's constantly cool. adding more. So very cool. And speaking of new features, my last geek out is for the PS4. Oh. Uh, they had a recent update that was just this past week. Ooh, version, the game. Yeah, version 2.5. Well, the nice thing about the, the PS4 is you don't have to like manually do all the updates anymore either because you can put it into rest mode. Mm-hmm. And if you've bought something or... Uh, there's an upgrade for any game or anything. Mm-hmm. It will install all that stuff while in rest oh, mode. Fantastic. And you don't have to worry about it anymore. But uh, one of the things that they did add in this latest update is a feature that they had announced from the beginning. So when I got the PS4, I was like, this was one of the biggest selling points, and I haven't been able to do it. I didn't realize it was something they were still working on. I just thought maybe they decided yeah. they couldn't do it. Uh, this was the suspend resume feature. So basically, when you're playing a game... Mm-hmm. You can, instead of like turning everything off and exiting the game, you can put the PlayStation 4 into rest mode. And like mine's in rest mode right now. The lights aren't on or anything. It's in super low power consumption. Like Mm -hmm. you wouldn't even, someone did the calculations online and posted them on Reddit. It costs you like an extra $4 of electricity a year Uh to put it in rest mode instead of turning it off. Yeah. So you might as well just put it in rest mode for anybody worried about that. Yeah. Uh, but what it does now is when I go in and I hit the PlayStation button and I start my PlayStation and wake it up again, I'm right back where I left off in the game. So it's like putting the whole thing on pause. Yeah. Like I no longer cool. have to start up the system, choose the game I want to play, wait for all those intro screens to load. It's just hit the PlayStation button. I'm back in. Very cool. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Where was this thought process in the past? Like that's this was sense. a feature they always wanted, but yeah, they, it took them a while sense. to kind of, and it doesn't work for every single game, but almost every single game because I think some, well, the feature just came out Yeah. and if it had come out a while ago, like maybe you're doing something multiplayer and you go into rest oh. mode and it's like, oh, well you can't sit in a multiplayer thing. Like, yeah, you're using an online function now and that's, gotcha. that could cause a problem. So. As long as you're doing a lot of these other games that don't necessarily require it, or it just relogs in when you unpause, or mm. but it's very cool. It's a huge time saver. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Those are my geek outs, though. So let's go into the freakouts. Oh, freakout! I saw that in the news. It was announced. Yes. I don't know if this is really a freakout. It's just kind of like uh, I don't know. Two things. One, they're making another Frozen. Yes. I saw the first one. Yeah, I get it. Why it was so popular. They really think they're going to outdo this? No, we're no. just cashing in here. Exactly. It's just frustrating because, like, Toy Story was awesome. Toy Story 2 was not. Yeah. Toy Story 3 was fantastic. Yes. Like, it's just, it's going to be just a more annoying songs that we got to listen to. But <laughs> also, is Kevin Smith announced yes. that he's going to begin writing Mall Rats 2, correct? He is. And I actually have an audio clip of well, that. Let's listen to that. 
Then when we get into 2016, top of 2016, uh, I make moose jaws, which is just jaws with a moose. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, then after that, in the tweet, I wrote, um, and then after that, I smell a rat. And a bunch of people were like, what the fuck? Is he doing a mall rat sequel? And they got really excited and shit. And so I hate to disappoint people, but yes, I am doing a mall rat sequel. <laughs> I'm, I've watched mall rats, I don't know, three, four, five times. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I didn't, I don't see the need for a sequel. I don't think there's necessarily a need per se, but if you do listen, uh, that was from episode 204 mm. of Hollywood Babylon, that clip I just played. Yeah. After that, I didn't include the whole thing because it's probably like a four or five minute story afterwards. He talks about how the guy, I believe it was a producer on Mallrats and kind of he wouldn't have been able to make this movie without this guy. Mm. Kevin Smith wouldn't have been able to. He tells a very touching story about how that guy has been championing a Mallrats sequel for the last, well, I don't know what's it been, like 15, 20 years, something crazy like that. Um, something like probably. that. Probably. Yeah. So he's been championing that for years, and he unfortunately passed away, like, mm. last year. And uh, Kevin made a big deal about it on the show and uh, talked about the merits of this guy and how he's just always been a supporter and champion yeah. of Smith. So a big reason for him to do this, and Kevin Smith had said, like, while a lot of people were speculating that his movie directing career was coming to an end, mm. like, after Tusk and Yoga Hosers and stuff, uh, he's like, no, I'm just going to make the movies that I want to see. Like, yeah. I'm not making movies. He's going back to his roots and not making movies for the masses anymore. <clears throat> he's making movies for the viewers universe, yeah. essentially. Yeah, he's he's doing. Well, it's funny because he, he had originally been like, we're closing the book. Right. On a view askew, which was clerks and all that. Right. Whole right. Universe with James and Bob. And, and now, now he's it's just all like, back open. Well, maybe we'll write a second book and right. it'll be a series. And, right. Like, cause now he's got, now Clerks we got three. Clerks three. We have mole rats too. I, like, Clerks, I, I guess it, like, I guess maybe I just became, I liked those characters and I was able to associate mm. with those for some odd reason more than the ones in mole rat. Okay. I don't know. See, so I, I'm just kind of like, cool. I want to see where the Clerks characters go, but yeah. the mole rats character, I'm like, well, James and Bob were in that. Yeah. Kind of see where they went. And I don't really care about the other guys. Out of all the Kevin Smith movies, mole rats is my favorite. Is it? It is. And it always was. I think largely I think just too, because. Just Oh, is my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and even Jay and Silent Bob. Strike I love Back Clerks too, as well. Yeah, weirdly crappy as it is. Yeah, it's yeah. just funny. Yeah, but the uh, the a big reason that Kevin said he's doing this is because of that guy. Yeah. And since he never got to see it, realize he's like in tribute, like to because this guy was such an important part of my life and my movie making career. I want to do Mallrats too. Finally, in tribute to him. Mm. So it is like he wants to do it anyway. I'm sure, but. It's also that added incentive of doing it for this. I wonder guy what he's going to do with it, though, because I don't know. I mean, all those characters still just doing the same shit. Because yeah, who basically knows? Basically, it's well, I mean, if you remember the end of Mallrats, there was the stuff where like Brody got the late night talk show yeah. and Renee was his band leader. Yep. So there's things like that. T.S. got married and mm -hmm. everything. So there are places to go with it. Mm -hmm. Like what happened since then? Like, do they have kids and yeah. what's going on with them? And so I'm curious to see how it goes. And as far as do the kids still hang out with the mall these days, not really. Like, is that still like the thing to do, which might be something that they address on a Friday night. Remember, like the thing was like, we're going to the mall. We're right. just going to walk around. Right. They still do that. I don't think so. I don't know, I have, I don't know anybody young enough to ask, <laughs> but maybe that's a, a part <laughs> of it. So. Um, but in addition to that, since the confirmation, Smith has also confirmed the return of eight cast members with more uh, expected to join. The current confirmations are Jeremy London as T.S. Quint, mm -hmm. Jason Lee as Brody, Shannon Doherty as Renee, Ethan Supley as Willem, mm -hmm. the guy that stares at the uh, painting. Right. Yep. Uh, Michael Rooker as Svenning. <laughs> and uh, Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith as Jay and Silent oh, Bob, right. of course. And Stanley as Stanley. Oh, boy. We'll return for the sequel as well. So there's a few people. Stanley, like 100 yet? I know, right? He's yeah. getting close. That guy is immortal. I love it. So I'm I'm excited for it. I feel it. like every time someone says Stanley's immortal, we lose a day off his I life. Know, I'm I like, know. Let's not say this. I know. Oh. Don't jinx it, man. I'm not. I'm not. Hold on. Let me knock on wood. <laughs> Hear that? I knocked on it. There you go. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Super excited. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I won't see it. I'm just like, I didn't see the purpose behind right. it. I'm like, well, honestly, oh. I didn't see the purpose behind Clerks 2. Like, because Clerks, I friggin' love Clerks as well. And then when they said Clerks 2, I was like, cool, mm. kind of. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, okay. That was great. What do you think about Clerks 3? 
I'm fucking yeah, because because yeah. Clerks Two was so good that Clerks of course 3, I clearly want now there's now. children involved. Yeah, I want it. I want it. I want all the VSC universe stuff. I love it. I'd see Chasing Amy too if they really wanted to. There's no point in doing it. Yeah, but I'd see it. I think I now have seen all of them: Chasing Amy, uh, Jersey Girl. Mm. I, yeah, I've seen them all. Yeah. Well, the Jersey trilogy is Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy. Yeah. Yeah. The Jersey trilogy. The Jersey trilogy, as That's it's referred hilarious. to. That's all I really got for freakouts because I bitched when we opened the show. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, my freakout's not a major one either. Uh, just a quick thing that I saw. Well, we reported before uh, about the Zelda live action series that might be coming yeah. to Netflix. Nintendo Chief Satoru U- Uwata told Time that talk of the game based show is not based on correct information and that there's nothing new to share about any Nintendo brands showing up in movies or TV. Nintendo's so they're pretty like, much squashing that. I love Nintendo's always just like, we're not going to give you what you want, but right. when we do, we're going to delay it. Right. Like they, all they do is delay stuff. And it's only going to be in video Didn't game they form. just delay Zelda or something? Like, yeah, you know, they yeah, did. It's they always did. something. They just refuse to let their properties go out into yeah. mass media now, ever since like the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes, it tanked and it was terrible, but that doesn't mean you stop trying. Yeah, it doesn't mean it won't work. Yeah. If we just if maintain we, creative control over it. If we said that we would never continue to do superhero movies when all those crappy ones that kind of started all off mm. started tanking and were not high quality, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have this mass of like movie superhero right. phenomenon that we have right now. So you got to try again. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is John Schneider, you know, the, uh, the Bo Duke guy, or the Smallville guy, Jonathan Kent. And you're listening to the Geek Generation. That's not my generation. That's your generation. Before we get into the news, though, I just wanted to ask people to help us out, support the show, by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Uh, that will take you to our Patreon page, where you can sign up to become a patron of the Geek Generation. You just sign up, choose your contribution amount, and it will be donated automatically each month. You can cancel that donation at any time. We are asking for $1 a month, which is roughly $0.25 a show. Seriously, if you can't pay a quarter, you freeloaders, for this, then (laughs) it's crazy. It's a quarter. (laughs) Now you know I feel. And I ask for way more from what I'm doing than you do. A quarter a week, a dollar a month, and we don't even require it. It's optional. But if you feel like not being a freeloader and actually supporting the stuff that we do, uh, you can go to geekgeneration.com slash support, sign up for that. We highly appreciate it. If you want to give more than a dollar, too, I really appreciate that. Mm. But a dollar a month is all we ask for. All right, let's do the smash up. Oh, smash! It's been a few so weeks. So angry. I know, right? It's like someone moving equipment in the gym or something. Oh, that's what oh. I felt like. <laughs> uh, we haven't done the smash up in a couple weeks, but. The last one that we had done or asked for was the cartoon character bands. Mm. Examples of those were Queens of the Flintstone Age, mm-hmm. the Mighty Mighty Mouse Tones, and Mr. Magoo Goo Dolls. You guys came back with some pretty good answers. The first one's coming in from Aaron Shuck. Chuck, 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 chuck. Aaron Shuck writes, Jimmy Neutron Eats World, the Tailspin Doctors. Ah, I like that one. There you go, buddy. The Beatles Juice. Ooh, I like that. Pink and the Brain. Okay. That would be an interesting okay. show. <laughs> Pink and her little mouse friend. Right. Yeah. Trying to take over the world. Elton Johnny Quest. I like that. Soundwave Garden. <laughs> Actually, that sounds pretty damn good. I know. Good. <laughs> well, he already plays music. Yeah. So just throw a Soundwave tape in there and he's his own band. Optimus Primus. Optimus Primus. I nice. like it. Rocky Suits writes in. Conway Tweety Bird. Conway <laughs> oh, Tweety. that's great. <laughs> that's a deep pull. That, that was good. The Rolling Flintstones. Okay. Mumford and Jetsons. Okay. Greg Wallach writes in, Dragon Ball ZZ Top. <laughs> that would be... I'm picturing the characters with giant beards. It's fantastic. <laughs> and them sticking straight up when they go Super yeah, Saiyan. Yeah. The glasses are on, they fly off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden they get jacked. They're like these yeah. funny little like... The bearded 
old dudes and then they're like, Rah! <laughs> uh, and the dead Kennys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's got a couple layers. Uh, DJ Moore writes in with a ton of them. Oh boy. X-Men at work. Yep. The go-go bots. Secret squirrel nut zippers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't even know what each combined. Oh, okay. Uh, secret squirrel is the cartoon character. Okay. And the squirrel nut zippers is a band. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harvey Danger Mouse. Okay. Oh, good. Hong Kong Fooey Fighters. <laughs> good. That's good. Uh, Tom and Jerry Garcia Band. Oh. A lot of Flintstones here. Not- Flintstone Temple Pilots. I think the Flintstones are probably the best. Probably one of the band, easiest yeah. ones, yeah. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Night Rangers. Ooh. G.I. Joe Cocker. <laughs> Josie and the Pussycat Dolls. Oh, ooh. Which is bad. a cartoon band in another band. It is. Wow. So that's got, he yeah. He went deep. Yeah. That was And uh, probably my favorite of his, 10,000 Animaniacs. Ooh. Yes. Like that. <laughs> that would be frightening, though. It would. <laughs> 10,000 of them. Uh, so awesome work with those guys. Yeah, that was good. Our next smash up is uh, because of all these shows coming back, and we're going to talk about even another one in the news. Uh, we've got kind of revivals of all TV shows going on right yeah. now. X Files is going to be one. Mm-hmm. Coach is in the news. No way. Yeah, I, I thought not, you might be excited I didn't about see that. that. I purposely left. Oh, off I'm the a couple list. seasons into that too. Oh, yeah. I keep watching that. That was a good show. Yeah. Uh, so we have all these Coach. shows Jeez, being revived. Yeah, we have shows being revived. So I thought in that kind of vein. Let's do rejected TV character spinoff revivals. All right. So choose a character from a TV show uh-huh. that is not around anymore. So currently not airing new episodes. Yep. Pull a character out of that, create a series for that character, and describe the series. Hmm. So uh, this is a little bit of a long one because there's a synopsis attached. So I only have one example for you. I want to do a show called Urkel Matters. <laughs> so obviously yeah. spinning Steve Urkel off yeah. of Family Matters, but it's a whole genre well, change. He's the only too. character that mattered anyway. Right, exactly. So. By the end of the show, yeah, that's yeah. really what they focused on. Do you remember what happened in the season finale or series finale of Family Matters? I don't know that. When he got into like when the show started going into him being able to switch from one personality to another, mm-hmm. they lost me. Yeah, it got very strange it when they did, did the Stefan Urkel yeah, type thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember how the show ended. I don't know that I even saw it. Okay. Well, the series finale involved Urkel going into space. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> and, and he, like, saved a space shuttle, and they came back to Earth and all this stuff. And then him and Laura ended up getting married. Not in that episode, but they were engaged uh, to be married, and then they were... How did that happen? I know, how right? How did we go from a show... Where the guy next door is just a nerd and and causes so much trouble to him saving people in Spain. I know, I know. Like, if you if you were in a pitch meeting and you were like, so here's where we start and here's yeah. where we end. Well, it's funny like, too. What? It's funny too because they did the Stefan thing basically because he was getting so like buff. Yeah. And so like by the end, by nine seasons in, when the show ended, he's got like a big thick neck and everything. He's yeah. still wearing the nerd glasses and stuff, that and it just fantastic. doesn't look right anymore. I gotta go watch this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we haven't even gotten into a spinoff yet, and it's already ridiculous. So, uh, my spinoff of Family Matters would be Urkel Matters. So it's a it's a pilot for. The Steve Urkel character. You better watch out. They're going to get picked up. I know, right? Uh, while going into space during the series finale of Family Matters, Steve Urkel was bombarded by cosmic rays. Shortly after returning to Earth to reunite with the Winslow family, the radiation awoke a dormant personality while twisting its mind. Years later, the new gritty drama series picks up with Steve, now a software engineer in Silicon Valley, trying to balance his Jekyll and Hyde existence as he uncontrollably shifts between himself and his new alter ego, Stefan Urkel. Oh, I like it. Yeah. We can Dexter this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's a gritty drama. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I remember at one point they kind of didn't, like, kill off, but kind of subdued the Stefan character. Yeah. So my thought was, like, what if it broke back out because it was just still and in there? And it was angry now. And it was maybe, like, a serial killer <sighs> or a monster of some sort. So that's taking it in a whole new direction. Some executive in HBO is going to go, we got to get this. <laughs> you know we have to do this, right? Get on it immediately. If you have examples or uh, things you want to submit for rejected TV character spinoff revivals, you can email them to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or tweet them to at geekgeneration. And as usual, if you have any ideas for a future smash-up category, please send those in too. Let's do the news. 
After much speculation and rumor, Fox has officially confirmed the return of The X-Files for a six-episode event series with David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson set to reprise their roles as agents Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. Creator and executive producer Chris Carter is also confirmed a return, with production currently slated for summer 2015. Fox has yet to announce a premiere date. Quote, I think of it as a 13-year commercial break, said Carter. The good news is the world has only gotten that much stranger, a perfect time to tell these six stories. 13-year commercial break. That's yep. what most of these shows feel like anyway. I know, right? <laughs> I'm excited about it, especially well, since I'm re-watching the series totally right now. totally like digging him like as an actor now, yeah. too, which yeah. is like, I don't know. Do I want to go back and watch the X-Files? Or like, I'm just like loving what this guy does. I think you'd enjoy the X-Files a lot because there are a lot of horror elements. Mm. Like, it's the thing that bothers me the most about the show is kind of the gross out things here and there. Yeah. And there are a lot of horror elements in the show that you would well, I like the idea of aliens too yeah, and the yeah. creepy stuff. There are some things that feel dated just technology wise. So they're coming back, what did you say, was six or seven episodes? Uh, six, six. Six episodes, yep. An hour piece? Or? Probably. So it's like a little mini series. Yeah, exactly what and it is. And if it goes well, I'm sure they'll... They'll either maybe do more or they'll revive it in some way. But... Hmm. I'm excited. People are going nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a rumor building for a while, too. So the excitement's building, building. Then when the official announcement finally came, people lost their shit. I love that because I've been reading about stuff. I love that David Duchovny did X-Files mm-hmm. and was like, all right, I want to do movies. I want to do stage. I just mm-hmm. want to do something other than a TV series. And then goes on to do a seven-season TV series. Yeah. And that ends last year, and now he's just probably the same thing. I'm going to go on to and they're like, I'm going to go do a demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. But he's like going back to what it's going to his made roots. him famous. But yeah. if it's well written, I see. I, I oh, think, what? You mean he wasn't famous after Red Shoe Diaries? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, really? No, what's that? Uh, Red Shoe Diaries. It was either on Showtime or Cinemax mm. or Skinemax, if you will. It was basically like a uh, kind of like a raunchy. Not exactly softcore porn, but somewhat. And he was like, "Well, a, watch Californication. Okay. In every episode, there's multiple minutes of boobs oh, okay. and butt." <laughs> and he was a uh, kind of a narrator for the show. Oh, really? So there would be these like sultry stories, and he would be the tail end, like kind of picking up the di- the note or the diary at the beginning and reading. Oh, one of these so stories. he was the crypt keeper, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. No, I don't think that made. Oh, it okay, and he did that before the X Files. <laughs> So some people like went back and found that afterwards. They're like, oh, my God, Mulder's in this weird kind of smutty show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Hey, if it's well written and people are going to like it, I hope I hope this is a trend. Yeah. Let's bring things back and yeah. do it shorter and just make it better. Oh, it might be. Lots of stuff coming back, as mm-hmm. it seems. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, earlier, you had mentioned Frozen 2. Yeah. And that is Disney has officially announced that Frozen 2 is in the works at their animation studios with the first film's directors, Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee. While a release date and production details have yet to be announced, a short film set in the same world titled Frozen Fever is attached to Disney's live-action Cinderella, which is in theaters right now. We got Frozen Fever. (laughs) We got Frozen Fever. Did you just write the song for it? I did. Oh, it's it's, it's It's a shame it's already out. But if that song's in it, it'll be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Frozen Fever. Yeah, I I really don't think one's necessary either, but the merchandising money is so hard to pass up, I'm sure. So hard. <laughs> Just beat it. Beat it to death. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The Walking Dead series creator Robert Kirkman has officially yes. announced that the title of the upcoming companion series will be Fear the Walking Dead. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I don't For know. For what reason? I just think, it's, I don't know. You got The Walking Dead, now it's like Fear the Walking I don't know. Too it, similar. It's, um, it's for a show... And a comic book series that's about the zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. but not about the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. To say fear the walking dead is so campy. Gotcha. And like, uh, you're going right into the stereotypical. I, I that's what I'm kind of worried about is like, are they going to, is this one going to be a little more like run and gun? Like, I don't know. We'll see what it is. Yeah. But even the name is just, it's campy. I just think it's too similar like, to where people discussing one or the other are going to inevitably. No, no. I meant the companion series or they're just yeah. going to end up calling it the companion series. Yeah. Because it is too similar or they'll, I don't even, I don't even know it what could they'll even been like, we're going to call it the outbreak. We're going to call it the pl- right. something different right. because maybe people on the other side of the country, 
don't call them the walking right. dead. Maybe there there's there's something else going on. I don't know. Like they could have gone in a whole new direction with or this. Or if it was just called The Walking Dead with some sort of subtitle under it and then people could just refer to it by the subtitle. Yeah. That'd be easier. Yeah, as far as marketing goes, it doesn't seem like I mean, it has the same name so it will attract people. I mean, do we not already that sense? fear The Walking Dead? Right. I don't know. It's uh, like it it just a little campy. It's a weird name choice. Uh, Kirkman also talked about the show's timeline at the recent South by Southwest event, saying mm-hmm. it's not going to relate to the comics at all. From the beginning of the show, one thing we've heard is what's going on over, over here or there. So the intent of the new show is to expand that world and show another corner of the United States and what's happening there. The timeline is taking place a little bit earlier than the original show. Mm. Rick Grimes woke up from a coma and was like, oh, man, zombies weird. We're going to possibly see that unfold a little more in the other show, but I wouldn't call it a prequel because the entirety of the show is not going to take place before The Walking Dead. It will eventually form a path running concurrently. Hmm. So they're going to start a little before The Walking Dead started, but they might make some time jumps that end up leading them to running in the same time frame as The Walking Dead. Right. I worry that if... If this if this spinoff series is really good, mm-hmm. it's just going to be great for the entire series. As well. it's going to totally. be like it's just going to elevate it even yes. more. Yep. Because people who maybe aren't watching The Walking Dead might pick up this one and be like, "Oh wow, this is really cool." And but if it's not good, I mm-hmm. fear that it's just going to damage everything in some way. It's just going to be like, "Oh, I'm a and you don't out. have to watch it. No, but of course we are. Right. I mean, I gotta know. <laughs> right, I gotta know right. what it's about. Right. Uh, the first season of Fear the Walking Dead will consist of six one-hour episodes, mm-hmm. so that's it. Okay. So it's short, and premiere on AMC later this summer with a second season already ordered and set to debut in 2016. Yeah. So it looks like <laughs> it looks like they might be using that model that we discussed that yeah. Agent Carter kind of took the break yeah. time and used that as their way to just keep people in the world. I, I mean, I do miss it. I yeah. spend the entire winter. You know, winter break going what the hell am i gonna watch right right because series finale uh, not series finale, season finale is on tonight set right? in the west coast right yeah this, there's gonna be more zombies with fake boobs than ever <laughs> can we address that situation please? that would be interesting like like the just, rest of the body's uh, decaying and it's just up yes the <laughs> boobs look like you're like wow look, and you look, just look see like that. a balloon on the chest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it the zombies like decaying but them nipples are hard <laughs> right right <laughs> boom that's funny i don't uh, even think about that I don't know. Or maybe the the face of some people. I would in LA. love to see a zombie with like just a straight up like multicolored mohawk. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, <laughs> let's address know. it. Yeah, let's address these things. Please. That's a good point. That'd be funny. Homeland, Firefly, and Gotham actress Marina Baccarin has joined the cast of 20th Century Fox's upcoming Deadpool movie. Mm. A recent photo of her on set chairback has confirmed her character as Vanessa, most likely Vanessa Geraldine Carlyle also known as the shape-shifting mutant copycat. Mm-hmm. Did you see the photo? I did. Of Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, the Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Laying on the bearskin rug. Looks CGI. Do you think it is? Yeah. You don't think he's really there? I don't know. I think he might be doing motion capture for CGI. Oh, I, because, no, I don't like that. Do you remember the demo? They did that with Ninja that, Turtles. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, but I think the whole world will be like that. Do you remember the, the demo footage from the Deadpool movie that kind of got all this sold? Did you ever watch that? Yes. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, that was all CGI. It was? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The thing with the car flipping over yeah. and stuff and him like making jokes inside of it while yes. it's rolling down the street. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Wow. I think they're doing that. That's what it seems to look like. So they might use likenesses of the actors, but it won't actually be them. So the whole movie could be CGI. It could be. It's interesting. Well, interesting choice. It was weird because they were just like Ryan Reynolds posts a picture of himself in the costume. Right. So you're like, oh, wow, it's him in it the It just co- didn't look like a photo. It looked like a, a created image. Ooh, we'll find out. Yeah. They haven't, like, why isn't that something they would have announced? Like, hey, we're doing it this way. Or Maybe they assume people saw the, the demo at this point. We're like, yeah, that's, that's where we're going with it. Huh. Maybe. Or so, this is some teaser to like, that was maybe just showing the costume design. Yeah. And it wasn't actually him in the costume. It was, see. yeah, there's a lot of ways it could go. Uh, the costume looks like it'd be really difficult to breathe in. I know, right? <laughs> Mixed martial artist Gina Carano has also joined the Deadpool cast. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Carano will play Angel Dust, a mutant whose ability allows her to elevate her adrenaline levels to provide her with super strength. A member of the underground band of mutants who call themselves Morlocks, Angel Dust has made very few comic book appearances. See, that's... 
when I read that, mm-hmm. I was like, that's really cool because I feel like her power mm-hmm. is realistic. Yeah. Like you could find a way, put a chip in somebody's head that controls their adrenal gland. Yep. You run the risk, I suppose, of a heart attack, but like that's almost seems like you could just trigger somebody to basically be like Bane oh, yeah. where the venom goes in and all of a sudden you're just like boom. Well, there was that show Alphas that I was watching yeah. on sci-fi and one of the guys in the group had that power. He could uh, at will just kind of charge up his adrenaline glands and it made him super strong and more resilient and things like that. But then he, it only lasted for a certain amount of time. Right. And you, then he ran out of adrenaline and he almost like out. crashed afterwards. Like yeah. he, he would be useless kind of after. Like a power up. Yeah. Like, and then you lose it. Yeah. It seems like that's a really cool power to me because it's almost kind of, like I said, it's it's realistic. Like scientifically we could almost plausible. make this happen. Sure. If we could find a way to not cause a stroke or a heart attack <laughs> right, or something right. crazy, you know? Right. A, a blowout, really. Yeah. And it is, yeah, like you said, it's Bane. It's Venom. Yeah. It's kind of that idea. I like the idea of that character. Yeah. And I like both those because actresses, she's like, too. She's so. like, maul somebody. What was that movie we saw where she just runs across destroys the Destroys everybody. Just nails Yeah, them. it was fucking great. I don't remember what it was called, but it was so good. It's just, like, you now imagine that, but her adrenaline three times, four times more powerful. Yeah. Oh, you're just, your head's coming off. <laughs> like, movies, I, I'm at, like, I don't know much about Deadpool. Yeah. And I hate Ryan Reynolds, but I think I'm going to just laugh through the entire thing. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. Like, it could be, like, comedy of the year. Right, right. It could be. You never know. It's supposed um, to be. He's hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a comedy for sure. In another superhero thing, the first images of Melissa mm. Benoist in costume for CBS's upcoming series Supergirl have arrived. Costume designer Colleen Atwood, who also designed the costumes for The Flash and Arrow, had this to save the Supergirl suit. In designing Supergirl, I wanted to embrace the past, but more importantly, thrust her into the street style action hero of today. Mm. I don't know what a street style action hero is, but okay. We'll take it. What did you think of the suit? Uh, guys, do you have an image I can look at real quick? I don't recall it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that girl. I was like, wow, she looks really youthful. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I think they look fine. I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, I don't either. No, it looks great. No, I think it looks great. I think it's super bright colored and Mm -hmm. like over the top. It's, well, it's where DC is. It's definitely based on the Man of Steel. It's where DC is going with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the colors are a little more, uh, downtone. I like the fact that she still has a skirt. Mm-hmm. There's something more feminine about that. And they were smart enough to put tights on under the skirt. So it's mm-hmm. not like she's a girl that flies around. Yeah. If you're going to wear a skirt, wear tights. Well, I figure be... she'd probably have compression shorts or something. Right, right. Know. So she has like tights to kind of take care of all that. Like Supergirl has no panties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's very well done. Yeah. Yeah. It looks fine. She's just very, very young looking. Yeah. I think she's supposed to be playing like 24. I think she might be around that age too, mm-hmm. but I'm not entirely sure. Did you see the stuff about, uh, Speaking of casting and stuff that they're, I forget what I was watching, but about they're, they're trying to cast, uh, the new Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. And that they're actually looking at yes. like 16 year olds to play. So I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. It's Instead of getting so, like a 20 year old, but it's going to be so weird to see like a 16 year old superhero standing next to like Thor and Iron Man. Like, hey, and I think, on? I think that's Which, the point. Right. He's going to be like, the fuck am i right. getting myself into here because they, as they're all getting a little bit older yeah uh, i hear aunt may calling i gotta go yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's you what i want to battle see. this out i'm going home and having soup yeah at this point that's exactly what i want to see yeah. it's something very different for what's currently going on in the so mcu gonna, oh my god they're doing it right i know uh. well it is marvel i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah they've been doing things pretty right for a while so give them a little like, credit Mar- they're just like they just stomped sony into the ground <laughs> so we're gonna do this right <laughs> That's exciting, though. Uh, it is. It'll it be is. Fun. Speaking of bringing things back again, mm. Disney has announced that an all-new version of DuckTales has been ordered Woo-hoo. for launch. And I know you can't say it without doing that. Has been ordered for launch in 2017 on Disney XD. Set to be produced by Disney Television Animation, the new series will again star Scrooge McDuck, his grandnephews Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and Donald <laughs> Duck as they embark on high-flying adventures worldwide. Very cool. Other beloved characters slated to be in the new stories are Duckworth, Gyro Gearloose, Launchpad McQuack, Flintheart, <laughs> Glomgold, Magicka Dispel, and Poe, Ma Beagle and the Beagle Boys, Mrs. Beakley, and Webigail Vanderquack. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Is this going to be hand-drawn or CGI'd? Good question. I don't I know. I hand-drawn. I hope so, I don't want to see them in, like, see what they've done with Mickey Mouse? Have you seen? I have not. Your niece and nephew must yeah, have watched it, right? They probably do. It's like, the, the Mickey Mouse song is like, hot dog, hot dog, hot. Like, all I want to do is just smack Disney for the song. <laughs> But they took the hand-drawn Disney or whatever, and they turned it into, like, a 3D 
I don't know. I, like, oh, I just don't want to see them do that with more characters because yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, yeah. The Like I've always said with CGI TV shows, the budget isn't big enough to make it feel really populated. It always feels a little empty. Yeah. And a little. Yeah. There's just not as much life in a CGI world as there is in a hand-drawn one. Mm-hmm. Funimation Entertainment has announced that an English dub of the upcoming animated Japanese film Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F will be released in North American theaters this summer. Hmm. That's quick. As previously reported, the next movie in the Dragon Ball Z franchise will see the remnants of Frieza's army reviving their leader to once again threaten the Earth. I'm pretty sure the Japanese version is coming out like within a month or two. Yeah. So to get that fast to turn around. They're going to dub it over quick. Yeah. They must. I mean, they're clearly already working on it if yeah. they've announced it for this summer. In a movie, in a, in a, uh, a year packed with so many amazing movies. Right. Too. And last year was when we got the last Dragon Ball Z movie. So we're getting this one super quick. These just go right to DVD. They don't go to theaters. They do for the most part go right to DVDs and stuff. However, there were some theaters doing special screenings. Cool. Like Mikey and I went to a theater specifically to see this movie because cool. it was only showing in certain ones. Yeah. So I'm excited cool. for another one. And lastly, as we also mentioned briefly, NBC is reportedly reviving the '90s sitcom Coach. With original series star Craig T. Nelson. Wow. The show will not be a reboot, but instead a sequel to the comedy series that ran for nine seasons on ABC from 1989 to 1997. NBC has ordered 13 episodes of the series in which coach Hayden Fox, in the present day, has retired from coaching. Hmm. He is called back to become the assistant coach to his own son, who is the new head coach at an Ivy League school in Pennsylvania that is just starting up a new team. It's unclear at this time if any of the other actors from the original series will return. Dauber. 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 Yeah. I got to go back and finish the series now. It's a good show. It was. Yeah. It was a very good show. I think if they're going to do things like this, it makes a lot more sense to do a continuation Mm -hmm. than a reboot. Oh, absolutely. Right, Ghostbusters? Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're... they're, What is going... That shit. Yeah. Anna talked about it a little bit last week. I know. It's just so ridiculous. It's the fact that they're doing doing all female and all male and expanded universe. the idea to just have a mix? I know. I mean, why couldn't we just do in like three and one or two and two? Exactly. Come on. This is ridiculous. It is. So now you got to confuse us more. Yeah. Now we have two Ghostbusters. Yeah. And they're going to do another one where they combine them. And this looks, eight <laughs> Ghostbusters. They're just it's Ghostbusters just... everywhere. I should say, too, and I haven't read it yet, but uh, we were talking about the Max Landis wrestling is in wrestling thing last week and how we're all such big fans of the stuff that he does. He wrote, just for fun, hmm. a treatment for Ghostbusters 3 a while ago. Really? And he released it online like this week. And I sent it to Anna, and yeah. I, I read the first paragraph, too, based on what she, she was like. I read the first paragraph, and it's better than anything I've heard about Ghostbusters in years. <laughs> the first already. paragraph, better than yeah. those new movies. And and if I, maybe, you want me to read you the first Absolutely. paragraph right yeah, now? Yeah, let's I'll hear it. it I think people would love to it hear it. It sounds great. Okay, so, uh, at the beginning of this, he, he said that he never really pitched this movie. It is kind of just fan fiction. Um, and there, there are not, like, a ton of jokes in the movie. This is just kind of the plot point. Sure. So if he were to write it, there would be more jokes. He's like, so don't judge me on how funny it is. This is just the story. So this is the first paragraph. We start in the 1920s, where we witness cult leader Ivo Shandor proclaim the prophecy of the two comings of Gozer, one a failure and the second 30 years later to destroy the world. So the idea here is let's bring back Gozer. Right. And really uh, one of his followers speaks out and is killed for his insubordination, becoming the spirit who is eventually known to us as Slimer. Oh, cool. I'm sold. And then slam, sold. then slam to 2016. And that's as far as I had read. And I was like, I'm sold. It's already better. Sold. It's already better than anything I've heard about Ghostbusters 3. Like, that's awesome. Great place to Absolutely. start. And this is this is a long treatment that you can read through. But Wait, that was the first paragraph? That was it. I'm sold. Exactly. Like, I'm in. I'm buying my ticket now. When's yeah. it coming up? Is this, can we, can we kickstart this? I know, like, how do this, <laughs> this work? Well, if it's an expanded universe, maybe we can. Maybe yeah. the other two movies that are happening are just going to be, we can say those are spinoffs. And then in the expanded universe, this is the actual yeah. sequel to God, that's awesome. the real franchise. Yeah. That's a great way to start things off. What was the character's name? Vigo? Vigo was the second. Yeah. Gozer, Gozer was oh, from the Gozer, first. Right. And he inhabits the body of. Didn't he take that? Was Zool? Zool? Which one? I don't. Oh, I gotta go back. Yeah, know. Gozer. Yeah, Gozer was was Gozer the the Rick Moranis? 
No, he became the, the key the, master. The key master. Was that Gozer? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Fuck. <laughs> People are freaking out right now today in the car going, what do I you know. Know? how do you not know this? Oh, Anna especially. She'll going to shoot <clears throat> us in the head. Those were our cat's names, be, Gozer and Zool. She'll be roundhouse kicking us in the yeah, head right now. I know. It's been a long time. Yes. Uh, but that's pretty much it for this week because cool. we need to wrap up so we can watch WrestleMania. Yes. yes. And as as WrestleMania airs tonight, so are you guys are listening to this last night. So was the season finale of The Walking Dead. Yes. So hopefully we can get Anna in in a week or so or, or very soon to very record soon. some sort of wrap up for the season. Yeah. And talk about it we as should. well. Cool. Yes. Final thought or something you'd like to plug? Follow me on Insta. Uh, it's Mike from the gym or Westerly Fitness or SBV Supplements because I have three because I'm me. <laughs> and I assume the, the account names will actually stay consistent from yeah, now on. Yeah, I'm not changing Because okay. <laughs> your, your personal account changed a few times. I did, but my, I went back to the, the classic Mike from the gym, which is also my Xbox Live gamer tags. So. Oh, sweet. Oh, so now people are going to send you friend requests on Xbox. I never check them. <laughs> Go ahead, though. All right. See everything else we do, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can follow us at thegeekgeneration.com slash Tumblr and at GeekGeneration on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back next week with more stuff for you. We'll see you then. See you. Later. Make it so.